Hi there, transportation-loving friends. I'm Jason Luber, the traffic anchor for Denver 7 News, and this is American Idol. Uh, no, just kidding. Uh, this is the world-famous Driving You Crazy podcast. I'm a little bit uh, gun-shy here uh, this morning, Nicole, because, well, it's been 18 hours of snow coverage for us today. Uh, this is the show where we talk all things transportation, anything that gets you from here to there. I am the traffic anchor, Jason Luber, with me today... Nicole Brady, a traffic fan. Well, no, I'm not a traffic fan. No, you're not a fan I'm of a traffic. a traffic podcast fan, a yeah. traffic anchor fan, a there Jason Luber fan. That's 18 very sweet. hours? Oh, well, something like that. I, we've been on the air since 4.30 all the way till 10 o'clock, so that's six hours. You worked last six night. Six and a half. No, I was not here last okay, night. Okay, good. I'm, I'm glad to hear no, that. No, no, no. I was not here last night, but I've been on the air for six and a half hours. Yes. And, and then we have another half hour or hour to go. And I'll, you might stay a little later today. Too, yeah, I was just I asked if, yeah. if they want me to come back this afternoon. We'll see. A little housekeeping. I'm going to be out next week, um, not because of the long day today, because of the snow coverage. I'm going to be a, on a boat in the ocean, and I'm not going to have access to the Internet. And I welcome that opportunity to be not connected. I mean, I could buy the Internet package on the cruise ship, but but I, I will not do that. No, I mean, that's the not point? the reason to be on a cruise boat is to have the internet and be walking around like all these zombies posting these pictures to their Instagram or their TikTok pages. Oh my gosh, how much do they charge for the internet package? A lot. Oh, it is really expensive. Oh. But the parents do it for the kids because then the kids aren't whining and complaining. Not my kids. My kids aren't, aren't into that whole thing. Um, but we're going to be down there. My mother-in-law's 70th birthday. That's what we're going to be celebrating. So that'll be interesting. Um, so I'm going to unplug and enjoy the serenity. That's what uh, being in the ocean is for, I yes. think, if, if nowhere else. Yeah, Yeah, that's the perfect the time to do plays. it. Uh, speaking of uh, bad experiences like today with the snow, this trip is also going to be the time I'm going to enjoy my Spirit Airlines flight to Tampa. Um, so that's going to be a bad experience. Uh, well, I hope it's not going to be a bad experience. Why'd um, you choose Spirit this time? Um, because we were going to fly from, from, from on Frontier from Denver to Atlanta and then Frontier Atlanta to Orlando, but they 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 changed the flight times, so I was landing in Atlanta half an hour after the other plane left. So they let me cancel that flight, and so then I was able to book a Spirit Airlines flight to Tampa, and then we're going to stay in Tampa or Clearwater Friday night, and then drive across Florida Saturday over to the cruise ship. Uh, so we have that going for us, you see. And you're flying out of Colorado Springs, correct? Yes, I am flying out of Colorado Springs. So I have that going for me as well. Way better than flying out of DIA. Yeah, and, and did all of this uh, make cost sense to you to uh, change your trip like this and fly yes. the budget airline and yes. drive part of it and all? Really? Yes. Okay. Cool. Yes. I'm going to book you as a travel agent. Yes, next time, it did. Well, <laughs> yeah. Glad to help you. Um, I, I did see this this because uh, we were talking about Spirit and bad airlines, and I saw this question and answer on the website Quora the other day. The question is this Is there a secret dangerous meeting when you flush the toilet twice in a U.S. airliner? <laughs> the top answer was from someone trying to be funny because they answered it as clearance over. Clarence Over, remember the silly airplane movie, Airplane? Ah, uh, yes, remember? yes. Airplane? Uh-huh. Uh, well, here's your answer. If you are in line for the lavatory on an airplane and the passenger ahead of you flushes twice, it's a secret message. It is a call for help to the aviation gods to make poop go away. It means someone's dropped a deuce and the feces didn't make it all the way down. <laughs> the gooey poop has stuck to the inside of the bowl and the passenger inside the labor- lavatory is having a panic attack wondering how bad the embarrassment will be. 
The final part of the secret message to delivered when the passenger exits the lavatory. If the person avoids eye contact and looks slightly flush with embarrassment, you now have to rethink your life choices that put you in a situation where you're going to have to go into a room with tiny particles of fecal matter floating from a random stranger in the air and making their way up to your nose. Oh, I never thought about the particles. Wow. Yes. Oh, yeah. There are particles. And the uh, the answer continues. As I see, you have three options. Go back to your seat and hold it. Find another lavatory. And number three, if you really have to go, is to take a couple of deep breaths prior to entering. That will increase your blood oxygen level. And one last hold of your breath. Like you have to swim 100 yards under the sea of burning gasoline. <laughs> One last piece of advice to mitigate the smell, open a drain to the sink, assuming the airplane is pressurized, air will flow down the drain, and some of those tiny particles with it will go away. Good luck. You'll need it. Oh, well, I don't usually use airplane bathrooms. You don't? As a, as a policy. I don't like the tiny space, of course. I've had to do that with my kids a couple times, you know, get, get in there with them. Oh, I That's have two. That's a really interesting uh, yes, I, uh, one. I have two. And I'm a big man. Oh, yeah. And no, I don't fit in I, there already. I Yeah. yeah. I, I imagine there are some people who really, really, truly cannot fit in those. Um, I don't, I, you know, I don't know. When it, you got to go, you got to go. Just... But <laughs> do yes. whatever you can. And I've walked before. into an airplane restroom in that scenario just like that, and it was horrible. So bad that I was worried that a passenger after me would think it was actually me who made that smell, but it mm. wasn't. Yep, there's always that, too. And speaking of airplane bathrooms, there's a new round of viral videos going around TikTok and Instagram and YouTube that shows usually young men or boys who are in an airplane. They get, they get into the bathroom, and they put a little bit of that toilet paper there in the bowl that is still connected to the roll. So when they hit the flush button, oh. and because it's a vacuum flush, that vacuum, it just sucks down the, the, it sucks down the toilet yep. paper. And off the roll, as the roll is spinning and spinning and spinning, so if not half, two-thirds of the roll is gone down the mm -hmm. toilet because of the vacuum suck. Yep, uh, vacuum and, suck. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good prank. Yeah, just spinning until, until it's that. almost empty. And so now you have people who, who especially women, who, who go in there and need it, and they don't have any toilet paper, and uh, just so some dude can make a, a, a silly video. And the problem with social media in this regard, see, in the past, you might have a, a friend do it, right? Somebody mm -hmm. do it randomly, and you would hear about it from a story, and then maybe you would try it, like, months later on a flight, right? right? right. But because of social media, and everything happens right now, and everybody wants to recreate it because a million people just saw that video and thought it was funny, you have everybody on these airplanes now doing it multiple times. So the, the, so the problem is now compounded because of social media. What do we think could be done to stop this? I mean, there's got to be some something like a lock, some kind of special toilet paper. They're gonna, lock. gonna they're gonna, when you get on the airplane, they're only gonna uh, give you like four squares of toilet paper when you get on. You get four squares, and then the, then Frontier and and uh, Allegiant and Spirit are gonna find a way to charge you for it. Uh, That's what's gonna be next. That's exactly what's going to be next. It, it's just not fun. I've been hearing lately a big debate over the window seat, uh, um, sh window shade. If you're sitting right. in the window seat, do you have the right then to control that window right. shade do you? for everyone else in your row and maybe the row in front or behind you? 
It's a it's a debate. And why don't the seats ever line up exactly with the shade? You're always kind of off. So one person has kind of a little more access. Because they built the plane without the, because every airline has a different level of where they put the seats. Some put them a little bit closer. Other puts it a little bit Uh closer. So it's not designed for window and seat, window and seat. You can They try to cram them closer so they can get more money out of each plane. Yes. Uh, And every traveler obviously has their pet peeve. Like that's one of yours. But for people who don't have kids, even for some of those people who do, Crying babies are almost mm-hmm. guaranteed to get on your nerves. Well, Japan Airlines has revealed a new tool that will let you dodge infants when you book your seat with Japan Airlines. If you're traveling with children under two years old, you can and, and who those people who select their seats on Japan Airlines' website will have a child icon displayed on their seats on the seat selection screen. So, in other words, it lets other passengers know that a child might be sitting there in a seat that you want to be sitting in. That way you get a heads up that, hey, there's a kid right here in this area. And if you didn't want to be next to a kid, you can go choose another seat. Yeah, that's great. Is this Japan? Japan uh, Airlines. Airlines, just that airline. Okay. Yes. Uh, interesting. Because um, wouldn't you think that other passengers would think it should be mandatory on other airlines, on every airline? Yeah, I, I guess we don't usually have to, you usually can't find out any demographic data on your seat partners uh, before a flight, right? Usually, oh, even, yeah, even no, on the airlines not, where you can look up like and Tinder. pick your seats, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Age, weight, height, yeah. height, yeah. Whether you're like uh, horse rides on the beach, you know. Yeah, I mean, because I would, you know, I would probably <laughs> choose more, I would probably go around more than just kids. Yeah. I might, I might not choose to be next to some other types of people out there, too. Frequent smokers, maybe. Right, yeah. Just people who are Tutors. chatty. It's a bit chatty. Can you put that in on can your you, profile? Can you, you have a C you, on there chatty? for chatty? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It don't... <laughs> that's very nice. Uh, but I think, you know, that you know, maybe that's the way to go from now on, is, is people know where the babies are on the airplanes. I don't know. Uh, and I, I, I've, uh, I, I saw, we always talk about Florida people, right? Doing yeah. weird and odd things. There was a Florida man seen, uh, seen walking around a neighborhood tampering with electric scooters. They were parked on, on streets. And what he does is he actually puts a white sticker on the QR code. Then he cuts the brake line on the scooter, essentially rendering it impass- impossible to use. He doesn't like the scooters. Oh. He hates these cans. Uh, that was from The Jerk, by the way. <laughs> the movie The Jerk, yes. ever seen it? Great. Yes, I have. Uh, this guy said he, uh, the police say he, he, he did that to more than 140 scooters and uh, all throughout Fort Lauderdale. He doesn't like the scooters. And is he in trouble now? Oh, he's in big okay, trouble. Good. Oh, no, the, <laughs> the, the police did a whole sting operation where they watched him leave his apartment uh, for his nightly round of scooter sabotage. <laughs> and uh, they watched him vandalize several scooters. And so then they arrested him. And they actually are going to fine him for each of the scooters that he damaged at a cost of like $70 a scooter. So they, they're already looking at like $1,500 in fines uh, for him damaging all these different scooters. Wow. Yeah. The scooters don't have cameras on them, do they? No, no. they don't. Okay. They don't at all. Yeah, interesting. Um, I, I don't know. I, I know a lot of people who don't like scooters. I, it's like anything else. You can't, you know, a lot of people don't like cars or any other number of things. And, uh, yeah, that'll get you in trouble. 
And uh, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, because we have to uh, rush this podcast a little bit faster than normal it's today. It's a busy day. Huh? It is a busy yeah. day. I wanted to get your opinion on one other okay. thing. So there's something I've talked about here on the show called the Manual on Uniform Traffic Control Devices. It's basically the guide for any uh, public works, federal, state, uh, uh, local, to go along to because uh, it's really to have a standard set of rules for street signs and lighting and road marking. So it's all the same across the country. So if you're driving in San Antonio or Atlanta or Boston or Oakland, it's all the same. So it's all the same throughout the United States, right? I bring this up because most major cities around the country have installed those multicolored sidewalks on city streets for their LGBTQ communities. Mm-hmm. We have one here in the metro city in Denver. Now, one of the cities is Ames, Iowa. And Ames, they recently received a letter from the Federal Highway Administration. And they are the ones that actually set these rules for the signage and all that stuff. Well, they requested Ames remove the colored sidewalk that they just painted and put it back to the plain white markings as called for in the traffic code manual. The Ames City Council voted unanimously to ignore the letter and leave it the way it is. Additionally, the Ames City Attorney claims that the FHA doesn't have any jurisdiction over the roads in their city and that they are paying, Ames is paying for all of their own city maintenance and paint and all that with their own tax money. And so the FHA said, uh, no, that, that's, not, that's not quite, yeah, you're, you're doing that, but you still have to paint it the way we want it painted. Hmm. And they say that the rainbow crosswalks, the FHA does, mm-hmm. in Ames could cause other cities to install similar crosswalk treatments in their cities, and they would all be out of code and out of uh, the standards for the paint markings across the country. And what is the purpose of having the the paint markings the traditional way? Is there a safety issue there that they're arguing? That's what they say. Okay. So they say the Uniform Traffic Control Device Manual for streets and highways. It says actually in Section 3B that crosswalks should be painted with white stripes, usually painted longitudinally in single stripes or in pairs because the contrast in asphalt, especially when mixed with retro-reflective beads that illuminate the headlights, are most visible when uh, for motorists. Mm-hmm. So that's why they say it shouldn't be multicolored. It should be this paint with those little beads or pieces of glass that's in the paint that's reflective. So they say it's a safety thing. But advocates for the LGBTQ communities say that the government's claim that the crosswalk art makes these intersections less safe or just not rooted in any, any evidence. Hmm. So it's a, we want it this way, and the government says we want it this way, and now we're at a crossroads, and it's not going to just stop in Ames, Iowa. It's going to go across the country, and all these cities are going to say, well, what, what, what are they going to do? Now, uh, any gonna, idea how many cities there are? Any idea how many cities? I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm sure there are lots and lots of cities that have these crosswalks. But I don't know how many that are just getting letters and then completely ignoring what the what the letters say or what the FHA wants. Well, I mean, often t- until there's an accident there or something that sort of proves the point of maybe of, that the FHA set makes is uh, it, it's possible that you won't really see anything done. Yeah. Uh, and one other point, this man, uh, Jeffrey Pan- Paniati, he's the executive director of the Institute for Transportation Engineers. And he spent more than three decades over at the Federal Highway Administration. He says, as municipalities, 
work to accommodate more pedestrians and cyclists. City officials are forced to make tough decisions to respond to the need of communities while complying with federal guidelines. He says it, there's actually a liability risk here hmm. if these guidelines from the Federal Highway Administration are ignored. He says, where do you really draw the line? Where do we need the uniformity and consistency to stop? And where do we allow local decision-making and creativity to start? Because now cities are gathering data to show what they say are the benefits of these creative crosswalks. The Seattle Department of Transportation has installed 40 of these, including rainbow stripes and geometric signs uh, created by artists. And they all say that it's been safe and actually safer than these traditional crosswalks with just the white paint. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens. Well, that's interesting. Is it because people notice them more? I don't. Yes, that's what they yeah, say. Okay. Um, but I, I don't really don't. I guess have a problem with changing the colors of the sidewalks for special events. Maybe not permanently. Maybe on a temporary basis where you have it there for a certain time and then it can go back. Um, because as one guy says, that one guy said, where, where do you draw the line? Mm-hmm. Then, then at what point are you not having any, across the country, any uniform, uniform at, all? at all? Right. None of that. Um, cause it doesn't just end with the paint markings for a crosswalk on a street. Mm-hmm. Then does it go to the traffic lights or the way the stop signs are or way any of that <sighs> oh, stuff yeah. is supposed to be uniform throughout the country? Um, I, I, I can see that. It is a bit of a distraction because my eyes are pulled to the multicolors when I see it down on South Broadway. And so it, it is a little bit of a distraction. Now, I don't think it would be enough of a distraction for me not not to see a pedestrian and, and plow them over in the roadway. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can see the point from the federal government. I can see yeah. the point from these cities. Uh, but where do you draw the line? I, exactly. I think it's an interesting story. It really is. It's... Uh... I don't look that close to any of the crosswalks that I approach as a as a driver usually, and I think I will now pay attention to some of those and see do I do I notice it more? Do I not? You know, am I on autopilot all the time anyway? Or um, yeah, because that's, that's a, very interesting. And there's a move in in other parts of uh, Europe, especially, to paint 3D crosswalks and 3D mm-hmm. um, road hazards. So it makes you think that there is a bump or that there's something else in the roadway when it's really not because it was oh. built as a as a just 3D paint. So you're just <sighs> driving over it, but it makes it look like the, the, the road is raised when it's not, and therefore you'll slow down. But they can't do that here because of these uniform traffic codes. I see. But could you see that in, let's say, a crosswalk where you go, whoa, that looks like a raised crosswalk, and I'm going to go over a bump, so maybe I should slow down. And I've suggested building that in some areas where there are high pedestrian uh, either hits or fatalities because it does draw your attention more to the crosswalk okay. than, let's say, just a regular rainbow-painted yeah. one or, or, a, or a, just a white-painted one. Yeah. I, wow. 3D paint. I didn't even know it was possible. Well, it's just, the paint's not 3D. It's it, just it the way you a, paint okay. is a 3D. Yeah, it, it does. Because you've it seen that a... where they do the chalk art. Sure. Right? In certain places. And mm-hmm. it looks like it's a 3D image in the road. Yeah. And some wow. of them make, I'm, yeah. I'm surprised it tricks the eye that much. Wow. Oh, it okay, certainly yeah. does. Wow. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, so there you go. Nicole, thanks for sitting in. Yeah.
for this short well, segment. Yes, I know it's I'm short. S- it's I had short. a lot more here, it's but we have bad. too much snow it's going too on. Much snow. Too many people trying to barge in here. And I mean, can we just get a break? After Joseph this for said a while? that his battery was dead, so that's why he's not here right now. Oh my gosh! So and no and one's the, ready for this. And I have uh, <laughs> another hour or so, or could be another five hours of uh, coverage before. I can then leave, go down to the springs, and then fly out to Florida. Is that tonight that you're flying out? Well, we were talking about going and staying in the springs. Our flight is tomorrow morning in the springs. But uh, we'll see. Just because of the weather conditions, it's not quite as bad going down to the springs as it is going to Denver right now. Well... Good it'll, luck. It'll all depend on how bad the snow is for this afternoon because then they want me to come back. What they really need to do is hire another another traffic person to help me in the afternoon. Yeah. Anyone out there looking Anybody for Anybody want to be a traffic person in the you, afternoon, uh, part-time? Contact, yes. Thank you. Yeah, give me a call at 303-832-0217. Uh, that's the number, 303-832-0217. Call about that or about anything, and you can leave a message there. Uh, anyway, until next time in this abbreviated episode, and I will see you, I guess, in a couple of weeks. I'm Jason Luber, the Traffic Guy. And Nicole Brady here. Uh, we'll miss you, Jason. Will you? Yeah. No, you won't. Well, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I mean, we'll get we'll get by. Yes, yes, I'm sure you will. You should do it swimmingly well. <laughs> Thanks again for listening. And until next time, uh, be safe. And as always, happy motoring.